big business and big government, natural enemies constantly fighting each other. And in the middle of these three is the press. At least this is how it's supposed to be and how it used to be. The press is the referee between these two forces, big business and big government. The press investigates violations of big government, like, oh, I don't know, you found an underage prostitution ring. Can we find out the name of the politicians who were involved in that? Be kind of useful. That's the value of the press in terms of investigating the government. Watergate, another good example. The press is also supposed to be looking into big business like Enron. I don't have to go into that either because there are actual crooks and frauds out there. So in the world that's supposed to be balanced, the world that actually worked, you had big business and big government as natural enemies with the press as the referee. And then something happened. Then something happened. I don't know when it happened. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. It probably preceded the pandemic, but if not, certainly the pandemic was what put it into gear. And here's what happened. Somewhere along the line, big government and big business looked at each other and said, wait a minute, we've been fighting each other for our entire existence. What if we work together? And I would love to have been at that meeting where the big business representatives, let's say from Big Pharma, go in there and big government representatives, let's say from the FDA or something, go in there. And they say something to the effect of this. The FDA says, hey, you know how we're constantly trying to stop you from going to market with all those drugs and stuff and prevent you from making money and, and making you develop these things for 20 years and then taxing the daylights out of you? Big business says, yes, we remember this quite well. Then big government says, well, what if we stop doing that? And big business says, you mean you would just basically allow us to put products on the market? And then big government says, oh, no, 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 we're actually thinking, what would you think if we were to legally require people to buy your product? What's that again? What would you think if we were to use the coercive force that we have as the government, not only to allow people to buy your stuff, but to make them buy it, to force them to buy it? Well, we would, we'd make a boatload of money. That's what you want, isn't it? That's good, right? Yeah, yeah, we think that's great. What do you get out of it? The government says we get to tell people what to do. We get to use this product in order to force people to do what we tell them to do. And that's what we're interested in. You're in it for the money. We're in it for the power. And the third party involved in this meeting, the press, who should have reported this meeting immediately to the American people, looks at this and says, well, now, I don't see any way for you guys to be able to do this without controlling the information. And since we like to control the information and the narrative, since we like to present ourselves as the saviors of, self, uh, of civilization, since we know better than the regular people out there what the narrative should be, I think maybe we'll get together and join you on this thing. So instead of big government, big business at war with the press as a referee, now we have three overlapping Venn diagrams. We have a three-headed monster. We have, as a matter of fact, Cerberus, the three-headed dog of legend that guarded the gates of hell. This trucker convoy is the exact same phenomenon that we saw back in the 1970s. It is the people, the regular people of Canada, basically saying, we've had enough. We've had enough. We're not going to take it anymore. There's going to be an American version of this probably at the end of this month, the end of February. And it's going to be, as everything else in America, much larger 
than the one in Canada, much further to go. And it's going to be a landmark event, I think, in the history of this country. Because the people in Washington are going to be as afraid of that convoy as Justin Trudeau is of the Canadian version. And they're going to be afraid of that convoy of truckers because they know that this is the voice of regular Americans. This is the voice of the people. They will make this out to be a second insurrection. They were already using the language that they used on the, on the first attempt on January 6th of last year. They're already calling the truckers in Canada racists. They're calling them white supremacists. They're calling them every name in the book. And they're calling them every name in the book because they are afraid of them. And they should be afraid of them. Not for their physical safety because nothing's going to happen to them. These are the kind of people that clean up the route as they drive along. Now, they're afraid because it is becoming clear to them now that the battle lines have been completely redrawn in this fight and that it's no longer rich versus poor. It's no longer Republicans versus Democrats. It's no longer liberals versus conservatives. Now it is the people of the country at war with the government of the country, and it's the government that declared war on the people. I watched it happen in the 1970s, and here's a word that I have not heard in a long time, but I'll, but I'll tell you, this is my honest, honest reflection of it. During that 20-year period that the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit was in place, everybody got together using CB radios, flashing our lights at speed traps. We used radar detectors and all the rest. All of this to defy the federal government. And you know what? It was fun. It was actually kind of fun. Because for the first time in my memory, we were all in this together. And if the Democratic Party which has always championed itself as the party of the little people, that's their brand. If it turns out that the millionaire and billionaire elitists of the Democratic Party decide that they're going to try and use force to stop truck drivers, then that shift from Democrat to Republican is going to increase enormously. And these people are going to finally realize what happens to a small group of elites who declare war on their own people.